Wine rockets in flight. Boo! Afternoon delight. Woo! I'm Afternoon Annie. Delight. I'm Lauren. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to Burf Barf. Barf. The wine rocket is in flight. <laughs> you know, Ow. we like to take this opportunity to drink wine before five o'clock. Ting! <laughs> we feel like we deserve it after uh, this most recent weekend of uh, adventure. Adventure. And misadventure. And Although misadventure. I would say mostly adventure. I'd say 90% adventure. I'm going to call back something uh, you just talked about when you came to the house uh, for us to record this episode, and that is I like to imagine the entertainment people have listening to our podcast episodes and wondering if this is going to be a one where we're drinking wine <laughs> and we're half drunk or if this is an episode where we haven't drank for two months. Yes, and we're and very serious people. we're the most people. sober and clean yeah. we've ever been. Yeah. This is somewhere in between, y'all. Like, yeah. Maybe serious uh, running and training. Yes. While being half intoxicated. Yeah. Okay. It's a combination of all the best things. You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> uh, so... This week's episode is about the, I feel like there needs to be a better adjective for it, the blankety-blank uh, showflow. Oh, um, I guess you could call it a Barkley-style event. Event. Yeah. We did this event last year as well. It is one of the marquee events of our calendar. I would say. I say this pretty untempered. It is my favorite recurring event of the year running recurring event of the year i would i would like to say now that i finally hopped on the pontoon boat of fun that is showflope and uh have previously been um either drowning in the water or standing on the shore let's keep going with this metaphor it's a pontoon boat that you have to paddle yourself yes yes it is it's a very large heavy object in the water that you have to move with a paddle you have to paddle it uphill Oh, maybe that stretches it too far. But yes. Yeah, so sh- I'm show. finally like, yeah, that is, you're right. For me, that is this, an event that I would like to do every year and I have a good time at. Previously, I would have been kind of more like, you guys are dumb. I don't really enjoy your fun, but I like you, so I go. Different perspective for me this year. I, I can't I can't believe that's the outcome, but we should we should start from the top. <laughs> Ooh, I, I'm so excited. We're always learning new things I as know. we review these things, even though we've had like over 10 hours of decompressed time to discuss the actual event, we still surprise ourselves. not enough time. It's not enough time for us to get our full thoughts out. So it's good. We still have lots of content to talk about. So yes, this last weekend was Shope. It is a mix of on-trail, off-trail excursions, book finding. Uh, A loop is 15 miles, I think, by... 16. It's 16. It's been 16 both... Both here. Okay, both it's a long money. 16 miles. It is. Uh, it's about 9,000 feet of gain, a loop. Oh, I'd say almost 10, yeah. And, and if, if, if it's vague for you when we say it's a book-finding route, what we mean is it's, it's a geocaching style. Um, Somebody referenced it as long-form geocaching, yes. which I think is great. So, yes. Uh, it is finding books at critical junctures in the course layout to, that are hidden, essentially to validate that you did the hardest parts. Yes, <laughs> which is the way you must go every time. Yeah, it is a invitation only, uh, semi elusive event. It's yeah. meant to be a small, intimate gathering yeah. of friends. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of recurring characters. <laughs> we are mostly lucky that we, uh, 
we receive the honor of being allowed to go because we are actually not in the inner circle of these folks. And we basically um, shoved our birth barf tenacity in there and uh, some other people with love. And, you know, ho hopefully that's why we're allowed to be there is because we respect the event and the sanctity of the of the place in which it's held. And hopefully at least one person enjoys our company. Yeah, well, no one can guarantee that. And by that one person, I mean I enjoy Lauren's company and she enjoys mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we start out Saturday morning with uh, a map. Again, Barclay, Barclay style, a mm -hmm. description of the course. Which again, is like Barclay a narrative style. style. Which, is, which is some sections have lots of descriptions, some do not. Some might say... <laughs> If you happen to be somewhere else, there's a copse of palm trees. Somewhere near these palm trees, you might see a hill. Go towards that hill. Or, uh, there are a lot of mountain laurels this direction. You'll notice a beautiful stone and that the overlook is great. Don't go that way. That yeah. is not the correct yeah. way to go. If you're standing at that overlook, you're a fucking idiot and you've gone 0.5 miles <laughs> off trail. Come back to the route. So you're given all the tools you need to be successful. And all the tools you need to completely fail. We did both. Yeah. Uh, last year we did one loop with, or we did our first loop with three of us, myself, Lauren, and uh, Morgan Green. And we were pretty, uh, we were a good, we were a good trio. And we were we pretty did the loop. <laughs> I, I was going to say we were a happy little trio, but no. that's not correct. No. We each had our really hard times on the course last year. Yeah. You had, like, the first big climb of the course last year was really hard for you. Mm -hmm. And whether it was the pace of, like, the larger group we were with, the change in elevation, the fact that it was a lot colder Just last year. general anxiety, not being able to, wearing the wrong shoes on really thick, slick snow. Yeah. It was, a, there was a lot of things that were different last year compared to this 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 year you essentially had a small panic attack mm -hmm. heart attack mm -hmm. uh lactate yeah. threshold run yeah who, i mean who knows yeah. like it could have been lots of different things and i had one of the latter climbs later climbs in the course i just felt like i was falling behind the the group and the group being three other people the uh, up to high swan at oh. the end remember oh. i said this is the climb that i had Oh. I had some nervousness about last year because oh. I just felt like I was on, you know, sometimes when you do those off-trail climbs that are really steep, mm -hmm. you just feel like you're climbing up and sliding down and climbing yeah. up and sliding down. And you don't feel like, you don't feel or see like you're getting anywhere. Right. And I, that's how I felt last year. Um, so yeah, the course is very steep in mm -hmm. sections mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, there, there are parts that are on trail that are runnable. I would say maybe it's... I don't know. 40, a quarter? 40%? Yeah, 30%? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I would say a quarter to a third of mm -hmm. the miles are runnable on trail. Not saying we ran them. It's definitely not a quarter or a third of the time that is, no. that is runnable. No. Um, if it's at all telling, there are, what, 13 books total? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The halfway point of the course, kind of effort-wise... Is book like 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah, the book a lot. I mean, it's whatever the most northwest corner of the park is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that, I mean, that's like the halfway point after you've gotten like three quarters of the book. That's you still true. have a lot of work left to that's do. That's true. Um, but we started out good mentality. I, if you can't tell by my voice already, I've started been sick. I've been sick all week and was kind of, I, I, 
I was nervous that it was going to impact my breathing going up the climbs, and I also have not slept through the night for the entire week, oh which God. I was actually more worried about that. I'm asleep wound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you that's, are. That's, asleep the, that's the whole set, the yeah. whole word I was going to yes. say. Yeah, yeah. I'm asleep, sleep, hound. You can't get yes. enough. Yes. Uh, so the fact that I have not slept through the night for a week because of illness I, I, not a good that pace. started to impact me too and we should say we were going for two loops uh which would entail being out for 24 hours right so yeah and i came in not sick but not stoked let's admit this now uh I oh le- wow this is completely new information to me <laughs> no, no no i i left thinking uh-oh I know I can't do well in a long-form race if the only reason why I'm going is because Annie likes this. Which is <laughs> <laughs> funny that you say that because I don't know that I agree with that statement. I think you've done a lot of stuff just because I like <laughs> I have, but I've suffered, maybe, well, not more. My suffering seems random at this point. It, and this, this most recent show totally proves that my suffering is random because yeah. I went in like, this is going to be hard. I'm probably going to puss out because I don't desire to go to a dark place ever again so you might do this alone yeah but we started out with uh each one of our individual trepidations about Mm -hmm. what was going to be our limiting factor and surprisingly had a lot of memory from last year as Mm -hmm. far as how the course went uh which is really it's really nice to do this kind of event where there's a lot of locals that know the course really well because it's their backyard and to feel like you have a disadvantage because you're not local but luckily, again, remembered a lot of things from last year, like, oh, this is a section where we kept thinking, this must be it, this sure, must be it, sure. and instead of wasting time stopping to look at things that were not the correct features, yes. we pushed forward to the correct spots. There's a lot of places in which you can be like, I definitely know this tree, I definitely know this trail, and you are very wrong. Yeah, and we had, I feel like we had a minimal amount of that this year. On yeah. the first loop. Yeah, we did okay. I would say we did okay. Um, I, I remained in high spirits for a long time. I mean, the the major, major climb in the first section mm-hmm. is demoralizing no matter how in shape you are. Like, yeah. you know, they say you can get stronger or you can get faster, but, it, you know, it's just, it hurts. As it's a very it. long climb. I mean... Yeah. You essentially stop at the lowest point you could be in the area and go to the highest point in the area, which is Lane Pinnacle, uh, which is on the Mountains to Sea Trail. Yeah. Uh, which I, I'm sure there's plenty of people in the area that have been to Lane Pinnacle on the Mountains to Sea yes. Trail and know the area we're talking about. And I think, uh, what's high? how high is Lane Pinnacle? I no. want to say like... I don't do stats. I want to say it's like 5,000. Okay. Maybe like 5,200 feet. Um, and coming up from like 3,000 feet. So yeah, that's pretty working substantial. Our, yeah, so working our way up to that, especially as Flatlanders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although we, we have we trained we've done our due diligence on training for this. We did. We did. Believe it or not. I think we accomplished a lot in two months. I'm also excited to say that somehow we calibrated our climbing speeds to be the same, which I don't think has ever happened. No. Ever happened in an event. No. Ever. We have no. never climbed at the same speed ever. And and I and I'm checking myself now because my memory is like yeah because you always climb faster than me Mm-mm. and then I'm like oh no wait there was a time that I remember climbing faster than you so we flip flopped very frequently so maybe we flip flopped last year but like 
typically climbs tend to be your stronger suit. Like rat job, BFC, like I do like your that. mountain bike experience, I think, lends you a helping hand there and you just don't hate it as much as I do. However, we I remember going to what's that little tiny four mile loop that Rob Carroll loves that nobody else loves? It's like on a lake. Oh, Hargis Lake. Hargis Lake. We went to Hargis Lake and we dropped down really low and then did like an off-trail uphill and you were training for something serious and I was just like, goodbye. You were so like, let's just agree we're both the best. We're both we the best. we take turns at being the best. Somehow a combination of my low level of stoke and your sickness put us at the same speed. <laughs> and our training routine, which has been... Uh, it's been interesting to say the least. So I stopped having a coach at the end of last year because I was experiencing some burnout. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I can't say enough good things about Ryan Gelfie and Trails and Tarmac, but I felt like I needed to be doing my own training to get some kind of like, uh, fun while also getting mental toughness back. And for me... Having someone else take care of some of the heavy lifting for me, figuratively, I think was just making me feel soft, even though I wasn't. Oh, that's even a weird though I way wasn't feel, feeling. Yeah, I just feel like I need to own everything. Okay, for for me, in addition to not having enough money for such frivolity anymore, um, I I do feel like I needed the fun. Like, okay, the prescription for like a Saturday is very specific. Like, 190 minutes of exactly this kind of terrain with four five minute pickups you can't do that if you're like fuck it let's go to alum creek and go do the dam and then eat donuts yeah. like you can't wing it we did that we went to alum creek and did damn repeats and, and then like made donuts hot donuts yeah Whoa. so we've been doing and again not having structure is not the same as not doing hard stuff and yeah. in fact for for lauren and i like we had a day where we did nothing but go to Sugarloaf at Great Seal State Park and do Sugarloaf repeats over and over again yeah. on trail and off trail and also just go to Allen Creek and do the dam up and down when yeah. it was a, how cold was oh, that day? I mean, it was cold enough that steam was 30. coming off of Allen Lake yeah. or whatever, Allen Creek, yeah. dam reservoir, whatever. Yeah. And it, uh, it was so cold that it gave me an ice cream headache to have my face touch the air. Yeah. We did we did repeats on the side of the dam hill so that we could get a break from the from wind. the winds. Uh, yeah, so because we were that doing was the easier things. option. Yeah, so we were doing hard things leading up to show up and doing just some long grindy, just weird stuff. Long grindy whatever felt, sessions. Whatever yeah. felt hard and weird. Yeah, if it felt bad, we did it. <laughs> So we managed to calibrate our climbing speed, which was completely inadvertent, but uh, good to know we can do that. Yes. Um, so I think that helped on the really long climbs. It did. And just a lot of lessons learned from last year that we applied to this year. So one of the things we identified that was maybe contributed to you feeling like shit on that first oh, long climb is chasing. is chasing people. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> even with just the two of us, we've determined that if one of us is in the front, we could be going the exact same speed, but if you're not setting the pace, it can feel like it's too fast. Yeah. And it can be stressful and perceived it just feels, exertion. Yes, perceived exertion can change a lot. Even though we'll trade off who's leading, I'm pretty sure we're doing the same pace. Yeah. But just being the person in front and not feeling like you're getting sled dog, which means being dragged by the person in front of you, it really changes your experience. Yeah. So the on the plus side you got to the top of Lane Pinnacle, this long-ass climb, mm-hmm. and I don't think felt any worse for the wear. No. I think you were kind of like, that sucks, but in like a, 
On paper, that is a difficult climb. Yeah, very objectively, I was just like, hard. Okay, keep going. Yeah. But I looked at my, I looked at the segment piece from last year to this year, and my heart rate last year was like 150 coming up pinnacle, and this year it was 114. That's crazy. So I was obviously having a panic attack. And also, the difference in our segment time, what did we say the difference 38 was? seconds. That's it. So we were doing the same pace, mm-hmm. but again, the experience was much different. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Last year. Last this year. Last this year, year was, was great. This year was great. It's great. It was great. Uh, so did that big climb, I think, I mean, I don't know how much relief you had after that part. Like, Plenty. We were joking about the, you know, the goddess athlete after yeah. that. Yeah, it was we were great. Fine. We were making, we had a lot of really great tangents of nonsense so mm, you know talking about being a modern day adonis and <laughs> being made of marble and you know it her makes feet barely touching the ground it was great it makes us giggle yeah uh we got to one of my favorite spots after that which is a cave yeah uh where there was candy and, and treats and uh girl scout cookies and it like took me to the place where i needed to be which is Elevated. Yeah. And it was great because there were uh, some of the elite runners, or I mean, in this scenario, elite people ahead that were dropping extra food and like Girl Scout cookies and like, oh, guys carrying fireball and chocolate covered espresso. Damn, damn, damn. (laughs) Like that, my spirits weren't even low. I think Annie was peeing behind me and I was just sitting on a rock. Peeing is code for pooping. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I was sitting on a rock looking at the bluebird sky and looking slightly downhill, and there were three dudes uh, putting all their gear back on from doing a climb. And I was just like, this is, I'm in my element, dude. I could see them doing shots from where I was sitting, and I was like, I have everything I need. I'm in the wilderness with my friend. There are other weirdos down there doing something dumb. The sky is beautiful, it's the right temperature. I I am feeling the essence of the thing that brings me joy. I was just like, I'm in it, man. I'm in it. It's good. Yeah. I was grooving. Especially, I mean, there's lots of things that I think made this weekend great, but one of the more surface things is that when we left Columbus, we had just gotten dumped on by like five, six inches of snow. Traffic was terrible. It took us like an hour and a half just to get out of town. It was really, it's been really cold all week. So to go somewhere that was like 50 degrees, most of the snow had melted. The sun was out. Actual mountains. Yeah. It was was just a good change of scenery and to kind of get out of winter for a minute. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to be in a sports bra. Doing a climb, like like a bear crawl, boulder climb. And I was just like, ah, oh, I was still in my essence. I was still in my essence there. There was some, There's something really fun about doing, like, technical climbs where nothing, I don't know. If it's not slippery, mm-hmm. a really, really technical climb, like a boulder climb, yeah. is, like, little kid fun. It is little kid fun. Yeah. It's very good. And... This climb actually for us last year, so I guess I should back up. So Nearly this, killed us all. Well, no, no, it didn't. So, so the part, the section of the course that we're talking about is a out and back that is just straight down off trail. You get your book page, you come straight back up, and yep. it's not it's not a short little jaunt. No, it. I mean, I don't know what the distance is. I mean, I think it's a for I think the three guys in front of us did the that whole section in like an hour and ten minutes, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. It probably took us closer to an hour and a half, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit longer than mm-hmm. that. Maybe not. It's hard to tell. 
Um, but it's last probably a half mile down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is it is a four points of contact, hands and feet climb to come back yeah, up. It is. And it's also not fast going down because there's just it's a lot of boulders. So and, like and down trees mm-hmm. and just you can't go forward without getting slammed into something. Uh-huh. So last year when we did that climb, it was actually kind of fun because we had all geared up to be like this is going to be the most horrible climb and John Mellencamp had recently passed away. Wow, you're blowing my mind right now. And as we were turning around and getting ready to... Co- so it's hard. As you go down the climb, you just keep John thinking... John Mellencamp is dead? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, I think it was John Mellencamp. Oh, God, I'm going to feel bad if it's not right. Just wait. Hold on. Hold on. So as you're going down, you just keep thinking, like, the farther down you go, that's more that we have to go up. Just knowing that you have to come right back up all the descent you're doing. Mm-hmm. It was really just like, oh, God, why do we keep going yes. down? We just keep going yes. down. Stop it. Let's yep. stop it. Yep. We got our book page last year. And because it was all new, it was like, let's just, like, settle in for a long haul. Mm-hmm. You played John Mellencamp on your phone, and we listened to music the whole way up. And one of my goals for last year doing Shope was to try and do climbs without the added weight of mentally hating climbing. Sure, sure, sure. This was my moment of epiphany of being like, this exact climb of being like, you know what? If I don't add the mental piece of I hate big climbs, Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Because the physicality effort part of big climbs is fine. It just, it is what it takes to get up a hill. Right. Your heart rate's going to increase. It's going to be a little harder to breathe, but you won't die and you can probably do it forever. Yes. But if you're thinking in your head the whole time, like, I hate this, I hate this, it makes it so much more difficult. Right. So actually this year I was like, I can't wait to get to this climb and then just slowly come back up and listen to music. Cool. And that's what we did. And that's what we did. We listened to like uh, the monkeys Mom- radio. So good. So like <laughs> Harry Nielsen, Mamas yes. and the Papas, the, uh, the zombies, like Jefferson airplane. Just, it cracked me up because it would be the most like easy listening song that would come <laughs> on and we'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love this jam. You hear that organ? Monday, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, Monday. Oh, play that jam. Yeah. It was incongruent. But, and at the beginning of that descent, we had Fireball and Espresso with three lovely Florida men that will leave anonymous just, you know, for prosperity. Sure. Um, and it was just a great time. Uh, hey Siri, when did John Mellencamp die? <laughs> John Mellencamp was born the 7th of John October. John Mellencamp's not dead. Who just died? Old. That's in so many people. <laughs> uh, David Bowie. Prince. It was last year though. Like, who's like Bowie. A, who's like a blue jean American... No one. I feel so bad. I'm sorry, John Mel- Okay, I know John, John Mellencamp. We know you listen to this podcast. I'm sorry. We're very sorry. We thought you were dead. I'm sorry, but know that we were really bummed out when we did think you were dead. I so- I swear, like, okay, who's like a Americana singer that you and Morgan share as like a Tom Petty? Tom Petty. Who is dead? He is dead. I'm sorry, John Mellencamp, and Tom Petty is dead. <laughs> we'll be sending a box of Burf Burf swag out to John Mellencamp's house this week. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sure all the music fans out there are, are like, screaming. Same, yeah, same. Screaming at yeah. us. I'm always screaming so at someone la- else's so podcast. Last year on that climb, we listened to Tom Petty. Yes. Yeah. That makes way more sense to me now, because I was like, I hate John Camp, except for that he's a big fan. And alive. And alive. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yes, we listened to some easy listening and climbed back up. There was some snow at some of the peaks, but it was like intermittent big drifts where yeah. you kind of have to post hole a little. It wasn't horrible. It, it was also horrible. not nothing. There were a few parts where it was like, oh, because it was like the oh. little slippy sludgy. Yes. I found points where I was just like falling forward and catching my stuff as I was falling forward and just being like, I'll just throw my trekking pole ahead <laughs> and catch up to it eventually. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I did that a lot. Uh... I also enjoyed that I can be in a sports bra and then climb at the top of something, grab a handful of snow, and just put it all over my face. Oh, yeah. That's, was, that's a juicy It was very experience. refreshing. It was very refreshing. So we continue on, uh, and that at that point, we're at book number nine. So, again, from a pure numbers perspective, and actually there's 14 books. But yeah, sure there are. That's what a, I said. Yeah, yeah. Exactly as we said. Uh, from a numbers perspective, you would think like, oh... We're just clipping right through these mm-hmm. books. And I actually n- knew this because you were like, uh, was it s- was it book eight? It was like book six or and book eight. And I named eight. four more climbs you had to do? No, oh. you said, we just got over half the books in... Yes, so many hours. Five hours yeah. or whatever. And you were like, we're doing really great. And I was like, yeah, oh. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, was, I don't know. I was delusional. I think... I'm still convinced we were ahead in the beginning and then somehow fell back in the middle. I tried to compare our two Strava activities and it's really interesting and I would love to go, I'm going to go totally go back through with a fine tooth comb. We kind of like went back and forth at the beginning anyways of being slightly ahead, slightly behind, slightly ahead. So it's like we had inconsistencies. So I think there was places Mm. last year that we spend more time being a little lost or navigating, oh, and so then we, this year we we, had... wa- we went slower. So we chugged more steadily this year, and we did sort of that more orienteering sprint and grab kind of yeah. thing last year. That's what I think. That makes more sense to me. Morgan's a a, a, a bulldog, so I, I have a feeling that without Morgan, we may have settled into a pace where we we're just a little bit more, a tiny bit more, like la 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 la. I don't know. La, la, la. I would love to look literally like section by section. I know you will. Um, data and, and look at the c- comparison between the two. Lang loves data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually kind of do too. That's what I spent most of my business day doing. Yeah, I was today. gonna say. Said so the lady who sent screen pictures of, of sixteen all the... different flyby sections yeah. on how we compared. I usually hate Strava, but the flybys were like, oh, like it's <laughs> like an orienteering gadget mm-hmm. when it comes to flybys when not everyone's taking the same route. That's fun to me. Uh, just more more uh orienteering data nerdery so this event is uh another one of those things that is like a combination of running and orienteers Mm -hmm. so one of the things we will have at the end of all this is a route gadget that has the overlay over the course map of everybody's gpx files so that we can look at the route we took compared to the course map oh my god and there's going to be sections where we probably just botched it all to hell yeah. But we'll see. It'll be super interesting. And again, oh. and uh, there was about 15 of us that started the event, and it was a good mix of people who had done it last year. We had three mm-hmm. new people that mm-hmm. hung in there and did a really solid oh, yeah. loop that oh, yeah. they they had to push to Dig deep. do it together yes. and get it done, um, which is awesome because, you know, oh. hey, the first person to finish something... You know, maybe went the fastest, but the person that comes in last was the one that was out there the longest. That is true. So we continue on from having done our hard little out and back up and down a hill or down and up a hill. 
and we get to the northwesternmost part of the course. Oh, yeah. That was still kind of fun. And we had, like, a brief pause where we thought we were, like, on the knob that we were supposed to be on to look for a book and needed to continue on. Mm-hmm. It was not a big flub up at all. No. Um, and then had a big descent um, into, uh, I'll say, a ravine, but <laughs> where a creek was at the bottom of a reentrant um, after after finding the book um, in the northwest part of the northwest corner of the park. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is yeah. where we both ran out of... Uh, yes calories to fuel brain cells yes so we got to a point that's kind of like one of the uh i don't know one of the key features of yeah the that's course. what i call it yeah and you it's a water fill this tends to be where i think of having like a lunch break even yeah. though at the i think it was probably like what 4 30 5 p.m hope not but yes probably so probably and it just so happened that our timing on nutrition, even though neither one of us had any GI issues, no, we, we ate, ate lots of food, we ate all day, in the whole time. Somehow we got to this key feature, <laughs> and we're both just like Christmas I, I lights li- flicker. Done. I literally was like, I, my brain's not working, so I'm of no use here. And just was like staring at the map and staring off to speak. Like I wasn't even trying to pretend. Like I was trying to focus. Yeah. I was just kind of standing around and staring. And Lauren was like, "Well." I, I think it's this way. And I was like, I go, I'm going to trust you, not check what you said. And she goes, don't do that. Do you think this is the way we should go? And I was like, I don't know. But I was also equally stupid at that moment. We filled up the waters. We ate some tiny burritos. But I couldn't even make good sentences. I called something a baby field of baby head. <laughs> I was like, zip, zap, zoop. Yeah. Up so, you know, a baby, a baby head full of fields. Oh my god, I was Looney Tunes. Yeah. It doesn't help that this part of the course, even in the description, there's kind of like two routes and it's like, you know, you can go this way and that's your secret shame to bear if you pick the easy way. I think we were trying to pick the easy way and still yeah, ended up cutting over the hard, the hard way. I think halfway up this particular climb is when I was like uh, planning my, my goodnight monologue <laughs> where I was going to be like, Lang, I know you need me out there. But I won't go because I hate this. And if you listen to last year's ep- <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> if you listen to last year's episode, Lauren spent a good third of mm, the mm, course, fifty percent of just, the entire course, just planning, planning how she was going to tell me that she was not going to go out on loop two. Yeah, I spent the whole day thinking like, is it an injury? Is it like a deep, sincere apology? Is it like a fuck you, I won't go? Like I spent the whole day. How do I let Annie let me not go? Yes. So this time, I, I was just thinking, like, I'm, I'm not feeling it. It's not worth it. I'm not that strong. But it, but my, my inner monologue, angels crush the demons. Because, Woo! yeah, and that never happens to me. Usually my demons are, like, having a full-blown party. Like, lay down in the marsh. Get a full burrito. <laughs> yes. Find lay a sleeping bag and a beer. But my... No uh, one does this. Yeah, the, the good guy on my shoulder was like, are you in physical distress? No. Are you in a pain that you can't run through? No. Do you have any stomach trouble? No. Do you have, like, the non-sleepiness energy that you need to complete? Another loop? You do. So, you have no excuses, so you're done making the monologue. So stop with the monologue, please. Yeah. And that's... I have to give you a lot of credit. So, uh... We tend to 
we tend to compliment one another in these kind of scenarios anyways, but it was very evident on, it was very evident this weekend. Like when I was like not with it, Lauren was definitely with it and vice versa. Thank God. I think. Yeah. You didn't have very many. Yeah. You turned around and you were like, I know you're hating me or something like that, but you like, but you like encouraged me in some way. Yeah. And we really had a like goal for the whole day. Like we're just going to pep talk ourselves like the whole time. So like we kept listening, like, we're doing a good job. Yes. Or like, this is better than last year. Yes. Or like, because or I'm perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was like one of my favorite moments of the day. <laughs> so, you know, we should, we share everything on this podcast anyways. Yeah, we'll go there. It's after the holidays. Both Lauren and I have just gone like full tilt on enjoying it. ourselves yeah. in whatever way yeah. we feel like. Yeah. So whether that's doing damn hill repeats or, or eating Taco Bell in addition yeah. to McDonald's. Chugging or, several beers. Yeah. Having hot donuts. Yeah, whatever. We've just been trying to get some of that fire back of like train hard, play hard. But yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're that, not exactly our ultimate felt best selves right now. So we go up this climb, and <laughs> Lauren, Lauren, Lauren had determined that she had exerted X, X yeah. amount of effort yeah. that made her her perfect self. Yep. I had shed all of the extra, like, the extra fat. I yep. had shed, like, anything that wasn't just, yep. like, complete lean muscle. Yeah. Like, so, you know, put in a couple hours of just grinding it yep. out. Yep, yep. And she turns back to me and she said, now I'm perfect. <laughs> and I fucking meant and you it. Fucking I was meant in it. a sports bra with my pack on and all my chubbins wubbins were seeping out of every little seam. And I was like, well, that was good. I think I've tightened every part of my, my lats. My abs are tight. My thighs are tight. Well, I now did it. I'm perfect. I have just whittled myself into a perfect I have reached Nirvana. Yeah, I, I really had this moment where I was like, I, I hope no one gives me a mirror because I'm quite convinced that I'm perfect now. This is why I swear, like, body image, self-confidence. It's so I mean, weird. it really is. It is just a mental state. It is, it a, is state a mental of mind. state. It, it is. is a state of mind. Like, it is a state of mind because you can lose all that weight and have a svelte body and be like, but I'm not, I don't have any bikini manny. I know. It's no. not connected to any amount no. of reality. And also, like... You and I are think I think are heavier than what I would call like race weight, mm-hmm. and we both felt like our bodies performed better this year than they did last year. Hell yeah! I mean, objectively, I know that I my body performed better last uh, this year than it did too. last year. It was more efficient. My my legs did not fail me on any of those mm-hmm. climbs. They were really hard, and I wanted to die. But like at the end of the climb, I was like. I'm back in it already. Like, yep. that's a fast recovery. Yep. So, we're gaining some old lady strength in yep. spite of donut weight. Yeah. But uh, it is. The body image thing is all about, like, how you perceive yourself. And for me, being in the woods is, like, the mirrorless place for me is the place where I get to feel the best about myself and my body. And I really was just like, well, I did it. I made my body perfect. And it only took mm-hmm. two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just two <laughs> hours in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Fixed it. Fixed it. Fixed it. Everything that I didn't like about myself yesterday is gone today. So we get into some light existential crisis. Yes. Uh, I won't even say crisis. I don't. No. We didn't have any deep. I don't think we had any low. No. We were like, hey, did you have a good Christmas? Thank yeah. you. No, we we did not uh, have many serious talks this year. No, not at all. And so we get to the last main, the last long climb of the course, which is horrible. Which is not nothing. 
Uh, I think it actually, it either takes you to the highest point on the course or the second highest point. I think the, the highest point, but it's through. Incorrect. No? Second highest, but you've put in like another eight miles since the first highest. Okay. So, you know, you have a lot more wear on you. And you basically have to crawl on your, well, if you don't hunch over like Frodo Baggins, you're crawling on your hands and knees to get through these rhododendrons. I would also be interested to know if, like, from a prominence perspective, I bet you end up doing more climb to reach High Swan than you do Lane Pinnacle. But anyways, so we do the last long climb of the course, and again, this is the one that I was like, this is where I feel like my legs were just like, we're doing our best, but yeah. we have no more. Yeah. Um, and one of the things mentality-wise that helped us, and it it didn't it doesn't seem like it would but for me just having in mind that each climb was endless yes. helped me supremely mm-hmm. because instead of saying like you know this is supposed to be a point 3 mile yeah. climb like yeah. when does the top get here just obsessing. like why is this so hard it really just was like this climb goes on forever so you don't need to worry about when the top gets here or how long yeah. you've been going or how slow this is it doesn't matter because it continues on forever I was in a this is stupid moment, but I retrieved it from thinking that I was uh, a sitcom trope in which all the characters of the sitcom go on vacation to go on a hike and then four of them come back to the fire and the fifth one comes back covered in uh, blood and mud. (laughs) And then they say, like, Like, what happened to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm just the dude who, uh, like, didn't... That, like, almost got killed by a bear, and everyone <laughs> is like, I love this what happened coping to you? strategy to feeling better about what's going on. Because it, it's making me allow myself to feel like it's silly. Mm. Like, what's the worst thing that could have happened to you on a four-mile hike with friends? Got this it. is ridiculous. So, at this point in the, in the final climb, I was thinking, nothing, there is nothing to impede you from saying yes. There is nothing to impede you from saying yes. And I was just saying that over and over again. You're very deep in a a TV and theater improv. (laughs) Just say yes and. Yeah, I was. Yes and. And what, Annie? (laughs) And what? Um, (laughs) This climb sucks. Yes yes, and. and. (laughs) It's going on forever. Yes and. So I didn't realize what little time we had left until we got to the final book. We were, let's think. We had, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, I feel like we were maybe at, like, 11 hours. So we had an hour before we would time out on the loop. And we weren't clear about some logistics about rules. So this is a relatively informal, like we said, it's like an invite uh, group of friends and family member kind of intimate gathering. So, like, this is not, like, rules are written in stone. But there are definitely principles Yes. In order to make this a athletic endeavor worth striving for. Sure. And the problem for me is, like, you can't mix gray rules with hard things. Like I'll just time be, limits. Like time limits. Because I'll just be like, I'll do what I want then. Right. So, and the RD was not back at camp. So, before, okay, so we grab the last book. We're descending. And my IT band is screaming. And it had been a little bit prior, but yes. to give you credit, you were like rolling it out with a trekking pole and being like, I fixed it. We're good for now. Continue I was on. Dead set on not being pitiful. Like I was at Tunnel Hill and ended up still being pitiful. I was just like, kindly disagree. I don't think you're ever pitiful. Continue. Oh, interesting. Not true. You're always very action oriented. Hmm. 
good. I'm glad that I'm glad that I'm giving off a not pitiful vibe because that's my only goal for the rest of my racing and career. And I'm happy to call you pitiful anytime that you're being pitiful. That's what I want. That's what I want. Truly. I'm going to hate you later. Uh, hate Bitch. You, I'm going to hate you a lot for that later. But, uh, oh, and then I'd also, maybe on the second to last descent, I was descending quickly and had lodged my right foot underneath a damaged oh, tree. Oh, God, I almost forgot about that. And, and then the rest of my body went up and forward away from, like, downhill away from the tree and kept my foot exactly where it was. Oh, that, was, that one was gross. And I, scre- I think I screamed. Yeah. And usually if I, Annie knows which screams to look back for and which screams to completely ignore. The closer it is to a Wilhelm scream, the less yes. it matters. Yes. Like, ah! Okay. And then we just, she won't even look back. And I don't look back for her either because you had made fun of me earlier. You were like, I'm fine. I was like, I'm not looking back. I know you're fine. So I actually had to pry the log up a little bit to get my foot from out underneath I it. know I was sta- I was oh. like far enough away that it kind of didn't matter if I came back towards mm-hmm. you because I know mm-hmm. you get your foot out but I was just standing there like oh ah! it was oh. so gnarly and I'm glad it wasn't I mean like I didn't break it or sprain it like I just kept saying it feels like someone punched me really hard yeah but it was like the t- tears were welling through my eyes a little yeah. bit so but between the front of my ankle being bruised and my IT screaming on the final descent that's finally on trail I was really like just swinging my legs out around on like f- full blown Frankenstein legging. And there was at one point I noticed that her left knee was kind of doing a little like Jimmy leg thing where there was <laughs> there was not a lot of knee stability there and I was like, "Do I call this out?" And I was like, "It doesn't matter at this point." Mm-mm. No. It's a sur- well, it wasn't even survival. We all have a cross to bear. <laughs> that was about to be mine. So we get back to camp. We we so we get to the gate we've got 11 and a half hours on the clock mm-hmm. as soon as we come into camp we ask who knows the rules and essentially the rule kind of was like you can take as much time in camp as you want but you need to start your second loop close to 12 hours right that was it so but you do pause you time is paused at the gate but because the inner loophole area is not close like it is at Barclays they give you some leeway yeah so we got there and a friend of ours that we only know from this event was like, I know the rules. And he was like fully all like suited up in the warmest clothes ever, oh, drinking beer. It was, and it was the best, like I, the, one of the reasons we love this event is a group of people that are there. Like this is, and it's, oh, it's just the, the, the environment. It's the fucking greatest. Like just the perfect mix of hard ass people where this is, this is the, their element. This I mean, is our element. It's so niche. It's like, Okay, find a, find a group of people that are ultra runners and 100 mile runners. Okay, cool. Now, whittle those down to people who also enjoy orienteering. Mm-hmm. That now, also do whittle that down to people who will do crazy shit for no apparent reason. Right, for no belt no, buckle. There is no, no notoriety, well. no, no, no swag, no results, no, no nothing. Nothing. It's just for the sake of saying, let's see if anybody can do this hard thing mm-hmm. and then go out and do it. Right, so that turns out that's. 15 people. Yes. (laughs) So we found our friend who knew the rules and he told us those rules and he was like, yeah, just do your best. He was like, it's, and he didn't shit on our fun because he knew that in order to finish a fun run, we would have had to do our second loop faster than our first. And he said, it's going to be, you're going to have to, it was the perfect, it was the the perfect mix of, you should definitely go for it. And if you don't make it, 
that's because you were never going to make it. Yeah, right. He wasn't going to shit on our fun. He really wanted us to go back out, but he was also like, that's going to be a, you're really going to have to. He was like, so you just did your first loop in about 12 hours, so your second loop is going to probably be at least 14 hours. Right. And we were like, but don't you have to do two loops in 24 hours? And he was like, yes. Gonna be. It's gonna be close. close. I think he said it's gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, be close. close. That's what he was like. Twelve plus fourteen is twenty-six. Yeah, that would be a DNF. Okay. So, but again, okay. it, it was very like you should you should go out there. So I was in full blown rally mode. <coughs> I was just like, I'm going to rip these wet clothes off. So I screamed at the guys, "Don't come over here! I'm gonna get completely naked," and I put on all like I wanted to do five things at once. I was packing my pack throwing dirty clothes in the car. We, we had a lot to do. We were jet-boiling mashed potatoes. We were taking shots of whiskey. We knew we had to get headlamps, batteries, food. So the way Lauren is describing is exactly how, her mentality is exactly how she was executing. I, at the same time, was kind of being a little apathetic of, like, okay, if we're not going to be able to, like, make a loop in the time limit, like, what is the point of living? <laughs> and I almost, I, almost thought, I almost thought, like, I almost thought, like, What's the point of going back out? I did not vocalize any of this, thank goodness, because I think that was the right move. And Lauren just, like, bulldozed into the second loop. It was great. Like, I was kind of being, I was kind of, like, and I wasn't dragging my feet, but I was having a hard time being, like, what am I supposed to do next? Because we needed to fully change a lot of our stuff. Yeah. We needed to completely empty and restock our bladders. We had to get warm food into us. We had to get a whole loop of at least 14 hours of yes. food and batteries. In addition to the night weather being more unpredictable than the day weather because the weather up on the ridge in places was dramatically different from a wind, cold temperature oh, perspective. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I was just kind of like, what? What? And Lauren was like, if I, will it help you if I refill your bladder right now? Like, where is the jet boil? I'm going to boil water. Where are the mashed potatoes? And I was like, I was like, I can't find my sports bra. And you're like, I've changed my shoes. I'm going to leave my socks alone. Like, here's a different buff. And I was like, what about my socks? Like, uh, this has never happened to us. I know. Before. I was going to say, I feel okay saying like this hardly ever happens because there was lots of stuff during the day that it was like, what's happening here? So Lauren at one point goes, you're drinking all your water and you keep going to the bathroom and you haven't taken your shirt off. Who are you? You are not yourself. I'm always the person that drinks less water than Lauren. I go to the bathroom maybe like once over the whole whole day. Last year when it was like 20 degrees, I was in a sports sports bra. bra. This year I like... Drank all my water. I think I went to the bathroom like five times, including it was ex- pooping on the and, loop. It and was I crazy. peed once on the whole loop and did not poop once the whole day. Complete role reversal. So, I mean, we really take the one of us has to carry yeah. the torch yeah. in every regard yeah. to the extreme. I feel very proud that I was totally resolved. I think if you had said no, I would have said yes. Awesome. So, like, I mean, it really, like, we were hauling ass to, to get in yeah. and out. The crazy thing to me, because I know we were pushing it, from the time we stopped loop one at the gate to the time we got back to the gate was 40 minutes. Oh, I didn't know that. And we were not dicking around. Mm. I thought it was like 25. It was slightly embarrassed. So we were probably 25 minutes in camp. Oh, that's true. But it was 40 minutes gate to gate. Damn. And we were going as fast as we could. So we were only 10 minutes. If the rules were tighter, we were only 10 minutes over. 
Um, but one of the things we had put from last year to this year was you have to pack your loop two foods beforehand yes. because yes. last year Morgan did loop one with us and then essentially crewed the fuck out of us yes, to get us off for loop two and it was very helpful but we were like okay so if you're really going to do a second loop you need to have your shit prepared to do a second loop so we had a, our loop two food packed and myself anyways from this year to next year if you're going to do two loops I, it almost needs to be like full Barkley style for me, yes. which means yes. have a whole other bladder and vest yes. packed up and ready yes. to go so that you literally dump your vest, yes. grab a new vest, and then the only things you need to worry about is changing whatever clothes you need to change uh -huh. and eating your whole hot foods. Yes, and like having your headlamp attached to that new vest with batteries yep, in it and having batteries in the pack. Yeah, that actually would be, that would probably take like 15 minutes off of At, at least. At least. Because I remember just going through my vest because it was things like, I need to keep my water tabs, my water treatment tablets in here, but all this trash needs to come out. And like this half bag of Tailwind is usable, but I have to make sure I have yeah. two more whole bags. Like, I just wish we had someone sorting. to make us hot water. That would be yeah clutch. Well, that's because all you needed was instant mashed potatoes. I could still survive the next two weeks of my life solely on instant mashed potatoes. That's how much I love instant mashed potatoes right now. And ramen. Oh. Just oh. give, give her a cup of noodles. Like, she's mm. saying that she'll never do a hundo again, but if I promise her a, a cup, cup of noodles. noodles and or instant mashed potatoes mm. every time I see her, done. Mm. Done. It's my jam. We're going to end up doing Arrowhead 135 next year on instant mashed potatoes and cup of noodles. I would like yes. that to happen. Make a note of it. Yes. Let it be written. Let it be done. So we get out of camp like we just did a little bit of coke. <laughs> yeah. And after, like, after we get out of camp, I start to get really jazzed. I'm like, all right, we're going to fucking do this thing. Like, we're both actually, our bodies feel way better than we did last year. Still a good temperature once you got back to the trail. Uh, this year, uh, based on the coin toss, it was two consecutive loops. So we headed out the way we did at the beginning of loop one, which is different than what we did last year. And we were like, this is great. You start out on trail, you have a section of on trail. It's more gratifying because the books mm -hmm. are closer together from a time mm -hmm. perspective mm -hmm. rather than at the, the, the end part of the course. I mean, the books are like two hours apart. So yeah. it tends to not be as fun to have those as your markers yeah so it's like this is great like we start i think i mean we might as well have been like chest bumping when we yes. left when we, we left were a little too amped for our own good yeah so we start on the trail and like i mean we were reading the description and paying attention to where we were on the trail <sighs> and lauren was like this is it this is the section this is where we depart from the trail yes and i was just like okay great because i mean i think we know the difference in one another when we're like yeah i think so and when we're like this is it yes don't question me don't waste any more fucking yes. time yes and i let's go. felt like that and i'm sticking to it good so we head off trail we're going up this climb and we're just like we're we I use oh, a metaphor God. that it was like we were on an invisible train that just kept drawing us somewhere, even though we both kept looking at each other going like, I don't this, recognize this. This is not this the same. Right. I don't remember there we being so much. We stop this. going up. We just kept going I up. We, we were just like, kept I don't... Going, looking at each other going, this is this not is right. Wrong. This is this wrong. Is wrong. This, this is, is wrong. not where we should be. Kept going. Still going. Still went going. All, all, we essentially went to the very top of the climb. Yes. When I look at the Strava. And we're... So we look at... So we just keep telling ourselves it's the wrong climb. We're looking for, we're orienting our map and trying to figure out like, okay, we know we're not on the right climb. So which one is? Are like, we, is it that ridge over are we there? Are one ridge 
west of where we need to be. Yeah. Are we one spur over? Like, is that the right way? Yeah. Is that it? So we started talking about, or I shouldn't say we, I was like, let's get to the top and then orient where we are based on what the, the saddle looks like yeah. and what the knobs look like. And Laura was like, I hate to say it, but I think we should go back down to where we knew where, where we were on the trail. So it was like, okay, let's turn around and go downhill. I still don't feel bad about either one of my decisions, no. even though they turned out wrong. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> so we had just gone uphill. So if you're going to turn around and go back the way you came, you would think you'd go back downhill. So Somehow. we went. I, I mean, after looking at the contours, I know what happened. But it was like, okay, we just came up the hill to get here, up a spur. Let's turn and go back downhill. The Instead spur. of going down, we took a 90-degree turn and went off out of the... Into out of, the abyss. Out of, literally out of the park boundary. And so in bailing, we ended up getting more lost... And then really we just out. kept trying, like, we were trying really hard to get back to the trail to just reset. Yes. And at this point, it was like, okay, we knew we weren't going to do a full loop, but you can easily do six books and then bail out to camp relatively easy. So we were like, okay, we're just going to do six books. And then after wandering around aimlessly for a while longer, we were like, okay, we're going to do the, like, little tiny book, the tiny loop, which is three books and then bailing. And then a lot of bargaining, yeah. And then it was like, okay, like, again, it's very much like Barkley, where it's the honor system. It was like, and then finally it was like, we have to look like on our phones on Google Maps to know where we are and like where the trail is and used all of the technology available to get back to trail and DQ'd ourselves, obviously, because of that. Yeah. And got back to the trail finally after being way off. I mean, we were just way, way off course. Like an hour and a half. It took us two, two hours to total, but that's yeah, but also an hour on and a half. trail. Yes, it but took it, us an hour, like an hour and fifteen minutes, twenty minutes of just being fucking lost. It took us an hour and a half to not find a book that took us twenty eight minutes or something yeah. like that. The first loop. Yeah. So as soon as we got back, we were very quick because people uh, had a lot of faith in us and yeah. uh, have reference to the great Pink Hope. Bummer, man. <laughs> and we were like. We were very upfront, and there was no ego involved. No. And I just kept saying, we completely shit the bed yeah. trying to get to yeah. loop one. Yeah. This is totally our MO when it comes to orienteering stuff. We get stuff. too We get stoked. so excited. We get and too then, stoked. And then what we do, what we have called, we are we have now titled either sensory or, or sensual, sensual orienteering, <laughs> which is instead of using... The tools that we have available to us. We go by feel. We just are like, does this look familiar? That seems a way to go. We go that way. And after 14 hours of running, plus a little, kind of a lot of whiskey, I was, I referred to this as sensual orienteering, which is not probably what, it might have been what I meant. I don't know. I was in a mood. I was in a real spicy mood, so it could have been that. But I, (laughs) we were definitely going by, by Sensation. Sensation, yes. Maybe it's sensational or <laughs> It is rather sensational when you tell it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh huh. So we bail, we go back to camp. We're just telling people, like, we just, we completely fucked we it fucked up. It like, up. We fucked was, it up. Like, there was no, like, so last year when we went on loop two, we ended up going to the second highest climb. Or actually, I think it's the longest climb on the course when you do it that way. And we felt kind of good being like, you know what? We can't say that we wimped out because we did the biggest climb of the course yeah. before we decided to come back. This yeah. year was just like, no, the body f- was there and the mind was not. Yeah. Like, we just yeah. messed it up. Luckily, when we came back, everyone was toasted because they've been, some of them sitting by the fire for seven hours, six, seven yes, hours. because most people finish their first loop. 
No, the Much people sooner. who bailed that I'm talking about. They were oh, there oh, oh. earlier. So people were pretty toasted. So they were like, we don't care. We love you. Come by, come hang out by the fire. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's another great or horrible thing about this event. It's just like an FKT where all the pressure that is there yeah. or not there is just based on you and what your goals are. So like, again, the F, like the FKT aspect, like when we did Pitchell, it was really hard because it was like, if you stop this and don't finish, no, no one, one will know. No one will know. Yeah. For me, this is also hard because I, I love to party. <laughs> so I kept having to tell myself, you didn't come to party. You yeah. came to do two loops. And when you were going to come back, everyone was going to be asleep. Right. That was what your plan was. That's what you're going to do. You didn't come to party. So being able to party was just like a giant slab of icing on this cake that I never anticipated. And when it came to me, I was almost like, I don't, I almost don't want this. Right. Almost wish I was back out there. Yeah. So the next time, like the next morning when people were joking about doing a loop and maybe not joking about it, I was like, yeah, let's go. I would go. Yeah. Here comes a real kicker, folks. Oh, so this we, blows, So dude. we get back because we're like, I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know what we did, but we just, we just fucked it yeah. up. Looking at the Strava and the GPX lines today, we were we to- yards we were, away. We were totally on the right climb and didn't mess anything up until we bailed. Yeah. We bailed incorrectly. Yes. So it, it just, I mean, and neither one of us, I mean, we both have done quite a bit of night orienteering. Yes, we have actually. Like, I, well, maybe not this dent. No, we've done this dense. No, we just sucked. We just sucked. Yeah. Like, I. I've done Nitro Gain twice, which is a yeah. Rogaine event that's completely in the dark. Yeah. Like, we've, I mean, uh, we've done a lot in the dark. And, like, I had, totally had expectations. Like, okay, it's the nighttime. We're going to have to pay a lot more attention. Yeah. Like, you know, but it was, it was like, this hill doesn't look the same at all. And it didn't. And that's didn't. because we were, like, 40 yards east of where we should have been. Yeah. So That's just it. the sm- the smallest thing, um, but yeah, we still should have known better. Like we should have like, had a compass bearing. Like again, th- we do this every time where we didn't take a compass bearing. I know we didn't. Like when we first started, no. and even if we had, I would have done the same thing that I always do, which is take a bearing, drop my compass, and then go the way that I think we're supposed uh-huh. to go. Uh huh. So it's like we know how to count paces. We know how to look at the scale on a map to yep. go the right distance. Yep. You have to do all the things. You have to do all the things and just stop stoking your own stoke boat. Yeah. Which is what even, we did. Uh, and even the guy who I have to give him a shout out by name. So Mark Latanzi came to the event and did two loops, which was amazing. Yeah. He's uh, not even low key. He's high key famous in the orienteering world. Yep. We actually have one of his books, which is a weird thing to say. So Mark to... comes out not being a local, not having seen the course at all did it two hours faster than the previous person who did two loops for the very first time. He's even, never seen the course. And yes. the guy who set the set the course record for the two loops is extremely familiar with the course. Yes, that's his backyard, essentially. But even Mark was saying uh, that he, in the dark, like, he heads on his bearing, and after, like, 200 meters or whatever, he checks his bearing again to make sure he's continuing in the same direction. So if an orienteering expert needs to check his bearing twice, we yeah. need to at least take a bearing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, true, true. So we just, we continue to have to learn that lesson over and over. Like one of these days we'll get it. Yeah. I don't know what the magic key is because Calm down. most of the time I feel like I am next to myself. I feel like I'm next to myself looking at myself saying like, calm down, mm-hmm. slow down. Mm-hmm. In these moments of starting orienteering meets or mm-hmm. whatever this moment of excitement, there is no I am subconscious so awareness. There is no self awareness whatsoever that I am just flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, I was there. I like have to get it like tattooed to Lauren's face <laughs> to calm down. Not my face. Yeah, I need to see it on someone else's face. Yeah, it was like bar- barreling into a party. So yeah, but there is. I mean. There were so many good things that happened. So the fact that like percent, so even though we did the first loop an hour slower than we did last year, we each spent a larger percent of the time Enjoy. enjoying, not feeling and feeling strong, feeling strong about it. Yeah, like and uh, the way that we're moving around after the event compared to last year is a lot different. Yes, uh, we spent a lot less time on orienteering mistakes on the first loop True. this year than last True. year. Um, last year we happened to have a couple of gentlemen in front of us for a lot of the control points or for the book points Yep. Um, that kind of like, I don't know, was like a safety to be like, even True. though we did a lot of the True. navigation ourselves, you could kind of be like, well, the guys like way in front of us, you could kind of see periodically, um, which even those tiny things are big reassurances. This year, there was no one in front of us for pretty much any of it. True. We tended to be in a pretty big bubble yeah. for the majority of the yeah, event. Yeah, I'm and, pretty proud of us. And we nailed a lot of we did. the, the we did. book approaches. It's just, you know, when it came time to do loop two, we shit the bed. And our pants and our vests and everything <laughs> else just shit everywhere. Um but yeah, so that was our 2019 show experience. Uh, we look forward to doing we it again next year. Freaking like, wait, man! I just it it's my it's my favorite thing. Like it is really great. Low key, the people that are there, the environment that it's in, the fact that it's really tough, the timing in the year is especially key for me. So yep. like, even though last year was really cold, it was still like an event that I really look forward yeah. to. It's just, this is a time in most raising seasons that are kind of a oh, lull. Yeah. Where you just feel like nothing matters. I'm just going to watch Netflix and chill. Yes. Yep. So it's just, it's a good mix of a lot of different things. And we just love the people that the people. put it on. We love the people yes. that are there. Yes. I just... I, I found myself daydreaming about living in Asheville and just kind me of plugging too. into that community oh, because, too. you know, they have an orienteering scene that's really coming up and with uh, with the influence of a lot of key people and the running scene anyways has been really it's established. Really and the environment, like the, the mountains and everything, it's just awesome. Yeah, like breweries, there's a lot of cool things camping, going on. Hiking, yeah. mountain, mountain biking, like shloads of rad trails. Yeah. I mean, this message brought to you by the Asheville Chamber of Commerce. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so we look forward to doing that next year. Asheville, get a taste of what you like. (laughs) (laughs) So like, so we're wrapping up Shope, which is one kind of event. And our next thing is very different from Shope, which is Ohio Backyard. And I'm prepared for that the same way I was prepared for this, which is with negative feelings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be terrible it's gonna be terrible uh but yeah next up is ohio backyard at the end of march and so this next few months is gonna be very different training indeed although it's still gonna be whatever the fuck i want yeah i'm still You're in still that mode do orienteering meets i think whenever yes. it works out for yes. both of us to do it because that's just something we both enjoy and that's a skill that goes away if you don't practice it every single day for that's, 16 hours that's very true and then otherwise i think i'm just gonna be 
kind of getting grindy with uh, doing just heavier miles than I'm used to. It's going to be a lot of time on feet. So I know for myself, I'm going to try and do more multiple runs a day. Not necessarily like uh, a shit ton of miles, but trying to do a morning and an evening run. Me too. Because doing bigs, it just was a big transition to doing a lot of road miles, which man, I don't want to be, I don't want to be prepared to do 50 miles on the road at a time. But but you have to get that impact ready. Yep. That's what it requires. So that's what's coming up next. Woohoo. We're going to get more drunk and eat some Chinese food. Yep. Thanks for joining us. See See you you next time.